listening to Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Horses. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. The Bible is actually super lit. Like, people think it's this ancient book, but dude, it's relevant in our day, man. TBH, it slaps hard. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's AF cool. Yeah. So we did we did an episode about our favorite stories of the Book of Mormon, and now we're gonna do our favorite stories from the New Testament. Yeah. So we're gonna do favorite stories from the New Testament, yeah. and then we'll do one from the Old Testament, and then from the Doctrine and Covenants, and then the Pearl of Great Price, and then the Apocrypha and the Pseudepigrapha, and then the Quran. Yeah. Yeah, and then the New Living Translation, and then the Bhagavad Gita, and we're gonna get all the scriptures because they're all ours because we own truth. Got real weird real fast. Um, no, but let's talk about, because honestly, um, I mean, the four Gospels are some of the most important books we have, you yeah. know, in the scriptures. Right. We get to see Jesus' life on earth, his ministry in, in the East, and, and we need to be studying those. You know, we need to be studying this along with all the scriptures, but give a little bit of special attention to those four Gospels. Yeah. So I think it's cool that lots of people think that the Bible is, like, written by God. You know, like, yeah. put his hand down and just wrote the Bible. He just wrote the whole book. The, the, the first four books in the New Testament are depictions of Christ from other people. Yeah. The, Christ didn't, like, say, okay, Luke, I need you to write this, okay? I'm, I'm preaching now. I'm, t- I'm teaching. I'm teaching. Luke, did you get that? No, like, that's not mm-hmm. how it went down. It was people who witnessed what the Savior did in his mortal ministry yeah. and wrote down what was important to them. They also some, had different it, audiences, you know, too. Some of them, too, because actually um, Matthew and John were actual apostles, yeah. but but Luke, Luke and Mark weren't there. Luke was a physician. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think it's also really cool in the Joseph Smith translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't call it the Gospel according to Matthew; it calls it the testimony of Matthew, the testimony Ooh. of John, because they were there. It's their testimony. That's pretty cool. Um, so even even if Luke wasn't there when everything happened, the man's word is still inspired, and we should be reading it most um, definitely. And so, one of your favorite scriptures from the New Testament? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my favorite scriptures is when Jesus Christ was. A little child, you know. Actually, here he's probably reaching his bar mitzvah, you know, mm-hmm. or he's at that point because he's he's in the temple, he's teaching these people, and so there's yeah. there's definitely a, a rite of passage in this moment where he's becoming a man, and we don't really get that transition period. We don't really don't see we see him as a yeah. baby, we see him as a 33 year old, we see him as ministry. By the way, I can't wait to find out what happened in those. In oh, it's gonna be pretty cool. I cannot wait to ask. Gonna be pretty cool. Um, so one of my favorite scriptures comes from verse 46 in Luke 2. But just to give context, uh, Jesus is lost, according to Joseph and Mary. They don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. And so they start searching for him in Jerusalem. You know when you get lost in Costco from your parents and how like terrifying that was? Multiply that by 10 because you're in Jerusalem and it's a busy city. Like You're just in like the middle of Chicago. And, and there's no free samples of chicken and soup. Yeah, there's no <laughs> nice little sample holder. <laughs> yeah, except so it's great because Joseph and Mary, they're, they're searching and they go to the temple. Which I think is really cool. It, it shows that Jesus Christ at that moment was already a holy kid. He was yeah. a kid that was, you know, he was expected to be at the temple probably because why else, why else would they go there? Yeah. The reason I chose this scripture specifically is because it shows Jesus' teaching style. I think it's yeah. really cool. It says, and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple. They searched for him for three days. Could you imagine being without your kid for three days? Mm-hmm. Like all hope is lost at that point. Sitting in the midst of the doctors, so the men that were learned, the men that were taught by, you know, they could have been scribes, they could have been people that were just educated at the universities, both hearing them and asking them questions. So you don't see anything here where he's standing in the middle of them giving a sermon. Mm-hmm. 
what you see is he's hearing them, he's hearing them out, he's understanding maybe difficulties that they have, questions. Yeah. And then he's asking them questions. Yeah. Which is great. He listens and then asks them questions. And these questions are probably really poignant because and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. They asked, he asked them questions because he knew that in their responses, they would probably be answering the questions for themselves. Yeah. On my mission, I learned that it wasn't always the best idea to pray, teach a lesson, and pray. It was a good idea to understand uh, the niche or my audience, to understand, like, this specific couple is going through this difficulty. So I'm going to ask them a question. And yeah. hopefully in their answer, they will be able to feel the spirit and testify of things that I might not have taught them. And then I can supply it with more doctrine. Yeah. And that's so cool that the, that the Christ child at this point, he knew that people can teach themselves. You just have to teach them correct principles and they'll teach themselves. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I was about my father's business? How did he understand his grand nature yeah, I know. as the son of and God? Just to make that a little more modern English, yeah. basically he was saying to them, why are you looking for me? Don't you know I'm doing God's will? If your six-year-old brother <laughs> said that to you, you'd be like, <laughs> wait, what? Play with Legos. Play with Legos. Play with Legos. I'm, I'm freaked out now. Get your fidget spinner. You know, this is something completely, um, only the son of God would say. It's beautiful. Now, I understand that the apostles here, or Luke, the, the physician, He's painting a picture of the Christ. Yeah. He wants people to understand his, his essence, his mission. Am I saying that um, Jesus at the age of 12 didn't have fun or like didn't play with friends? No, I'm not saying that at yeah. all. But I think his, his purpose in writing this is to show that as a child, his parents taught him, maybe not his grand mission to atone for the sins of the world, but taught him his importance, his divine relevance mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. Uh, maybe they taught him what the Lord wanted of him as a child. Yeah. I think like, that's so of course cool. it'd be at the temple. Yeah, like, I'm the son of God. Yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on, mom. You, you gave birth to me and you were a virgin. Come yeah. on. You know some <laughs> stuff's going to happen. Um, um, and I'd like to share mine if that's okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's not. Good to, oh, right, so well. please subscribe to our channel. We're we'll on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Well, that's the yeah, end of it. So and that's it. Okay. Bye, guys. So St. Stephen was in the presidency of the 70. Yeah. And um, he, he had a knack for grinding some gears. He yeah. makes people un uncomfortable. And in Acts 70, he's talking about the apostasy that Israel is in. And... Basically, they're going to kill him. They, no they matter what. Kill, yeah, they are very upset at him. You know, he's a man with the priesthood of God who's lecturing them. These learned, you know, men who are like, oh, no, no, we know what's going on. He's like, no, 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 you don't. I'm the one called. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, so, um, well, to give some societal context here, I could imagine these men who are learned could see him infringing mm -hmm. upon their power. Yeah. By preaching these things, you know, at this point in time, the church is gaining thousands of followers. Yeah. So I could see them being fearful. Not just in his doctrine mm -hmm. that he's teaching, but of his power. Well, the mainline um, Judaism at the time, Christ Church was not seen mainline. You right. know, we it was the you know we were the the weird church. It's right. like no, th this is not how it is. You guys are not normal Jews. And it's like yeah, of course not. <laughs> it's like no, he this is the actual Son of God. This is the actual true right. church. He, he's he's chastising them for you know killing the prophets and right. just for being bad. Basically, since fifty four, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. And then it says, but he. <laughs> I'm not sure if they literally bit him or they're just, it means they're just beating him up. But yeah. um, it says, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, so still full of the Holy Ghost, even though they're attacking him, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So he was transfigured in that moment. When you're on earth and you're able to behold um, heavenly beings, you become transfigured. Moses was transfigured um, because... 
he was able to see. You know, uh, um, um, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith is transfigured. So he saw uh, the Savior Jesus Christ, the man that he's been following, is now there looking at him as he's about to join. You know, he's about to join him. So Stephen then, you know, um, he says, And behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. So Saul was there, or Paul. Who became Paul the Apostle, yes. He saw his martyrdom. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. So sounds like Obi Wan Kenobi and A New Hope, and Darth Vader kills him. He just kind of like disappears. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, it's my spot comes into Narnia. But um, what's what's great about this is that we get to see. Can you imagine a better end to your life story here on Earth? I mean, he is preaching the word of right. God. He sees the heavens open, sees Jesus in the Father, and then they kill him. And then Saul sees, and then he's like. Basically kind of echoing Christ, forgive them, they know not what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he's gone. And that's how his life ends. And transfers over to Paul. And then transfers over to Paul. The martyrdom of St. Stephen um, is, to me, it's just beautiful because you get to see the compassion of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ of how he was about to die. And they're basically like, come on, you're, yeah. you're, you're in. Come on, just come to us. It's yeah. just beautiful. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I see it as don't be afraid. I can imagine that moment being stoned where it's extremely feel fearful. Painful. Yeah. Painful, fearful. It's just like that just you're being shunned from your own city. But he got so close to the presence of God in that moment that I think it, it goes to show that we can also, in moments of struggle and frustration, uh, the veil can be thin if we are close mm-hmm. to the Spirit. Yeah. And we don't have to die, of course, <laughs> but I think yeah. the veil can be thin many times when you're a disciple of Christ. Yeah. Well, those are some of our favorite stories from the Bible. Um, now, what about your pink, pink hat? This is a new thing. Uh, no, I've always been a tool. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe to us here on YouTube, click the notification bell to be notified when our videos come up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're always there, just broadcasting our new updates and shows. Updates. Yeah. We'll do a video about the Doctrine and Covenants. Old Testament. Old Testament. Prolific Price. Price. Okay, let me tell you, Doctrine and Covenants 76 is my favorite. Oh, I'm glad you I just love Deep Doctrine. It's like so important because, like, Deep Doctrine show. Well, actually, I don't like the show Deep Doctrine, has... but there's no shallow doctrine, so, like, you're a juxtaposition of like, the tale. The, ch- the church is just, like, so deep and, like, has depth, so yeah. all doctrine is Deep Doctrine. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.